gun line, gun line, gun line. Fire mission coming down, y'all. It's your host, Lopez, and you're listening to the Under Gun Line podcast, where we just chop it up and shoot the shit like we would out in the field. Under them nets, inside that gun, or in between them trails. As you can see today, my guest is Big Chief 13 Bravo. What up? What to do, y'all? <laughs> yo, yo, yo. What's up? What's happening? There, that's what I was there for. What's up? What's happening, y'all? <laughs> How you doing today, big dog? I, I am great. I'm happy to be live, a little bit tired, but you know, that's that's the veteran struggle, man. That lack of sleep. Bro, you are not kidding. You be doing this shit on the TikToks that uh like uh something after dark or something like that. Yeah, I gotta do another army after dark, man. Yeah, yeah, I gotta do another one of the jokers, man. Yeah, I like to I like to kind of space those out. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, dog. I mean, it I love the way that you're doing it with your content. You know, it's um it's definitely uh satirical. You know, but it's got some truth into it, you know, which is what basically sometimes satire is. And it, it trips me out how some motherfuckers, they get in an uproar over it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they be taking some shit too seriously. And, you know, like you were saying in that last TikTok, we got motherfuckers that are offing themselves. We got right. bigger catfish to fry. I like how you do catfish in there, too, not just regular fish. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's sad because I think I, I think I said it before, but I've lost... We said I've been out 10 years and I think I'm almost at 10, 10 brothers that, that took themselves. And then, um, it's one thing, like, I don't like to make everything about race, but some things are about mm-hmm. race. It's like the white boys, it's all like, you know, it's something, you know, it's what they do. But like, when I see like the brothers, when the black dudes, black and brown dudes are taking themselves out, I'm like, oh, we got a problem. Mm. We have got a problem. So oh. uh, shout out, shout out to the homies. I don't ever, um, I, they made the decision they make. I always kind of tell, you know, vets, I'm like, bro, if you even thinking about it, call me first. Mm-hmm. Um, if you still do it, then you really wanted to really check up out of here. But at least do me a favor and just, you know, hit me up or whatever. And, and do me a favor. If you decide to check out, just update your SGLI and put me as your motherfucking, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, as a, <laughs> as a beneficiary right there. Just a couple, 20%, bro. <laughs> you know, one of my homegirls, when she caught the COVID, she caught the Rona. And she had it really bad. And um, I told her, hey, you, you know, we were, you know, us veterans, we have that dark sense of humor. I told her, hey, you know, she's like, I feel like I'm dying. I told her, well, just make sure you update your SGLI, put me as your beneficiary. And, you know, that kind of breaks that tension, you know, and it, right. it, some people will be like, God damn, how can y'all say that? Because, you know, if we don't, our own fucking struggles within our mind are going to fucking break us. You know what I mean? Right. Because that was real. I'll never forget um, when we was signing up, when we was getting ready to leave my first trip. And they had us like playing our funeral, like all that stuff like that. And we had that formation and that Sergeant Major was like, hey, few of y'all ain't coming back. So, uh, yeah. It's a trip, bro, because a lot of people don't understand that death photo that we take. They think it's just a picture to take for deployment. That's your death photo that you're taking in front of that goddamn unit, you know, the unit flag or whatever it is. That's your death photo. That's your photo that they're going to put up when you're KIA, if you're KIA, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of motherfuckers didn't know that, that reality is a bitch sometimes. You know, I, I'll tell you what, when um, I remember at MEPS, when they had us starting to sign documents and they were like, all right, so who do you want to be uh, the person to go and uh, re- recover your remains? You know, and I'm like, God damn, that shit started hitting real right there. Like, ooh, I never thought about that shit. You know, the yeah, reality started hitting through, like, this is death. Yeah, I went through a mortuary affairs uh, training. I think mm. uh, I think it was my first trip, first or second one. Yeah, real, man. That should be be fucking. That shit gets real real quick, man. 
But uh, speaking about, you know, uh, you know, the blacks and the browns, you know, staying away from white people shit. Uh, you had somebody. Uh, well, y'all have had a couple of things in the news that have been uh, some white people shit that are being done by the black man. For yeah. example, uh, you had a dumbass uh, that decided to laugh and cross into North Korea. <laughs> yeah, man. While we laughing, before I forget, before I forget, because I know I forget, I got a, yeah. uh, I got a show coming up on uh, oh. July 27th. It'll be the headline news show, a comedy show. I will definitely be posting a flyer, so y'all look out for that. Uh, this will be my first like book show, so definitely for that. So, but let me get to this dumbass. I'm not even mad about. It. I'm not even like, cause soldiers gonna do dumb shit. That's, mm-hmm. that's soldier shit. Who I hold accountability. Who was the NCO? Like that's, that's already know. Anytime on that line, when the Jones fucked up, they be like, who your chief? Like, mm-hmm. and like I'm just like they were. They literally, like, I was kind of skimming through the story. I'm like, so y'all got him, let him go to the airport and y'all didn't go on the plane. Like that was a free trip to El Paso, like to the mm-hmm. state. There was supposed to be a soldier with him the whole time. Like what the, what happened? And then what was even more hilarious, you got his mom out there talking, I couldn't believe you would do something like this. I'm like, all right. Bro, it, it trips me out. Like I remember, um, cause there were a couple of times when I was in Korea that I played bailiff, you know, for a, a couple of cases out there. For those that don't know in the military, there's times when like there's somebody in your unit that's getting a uh, court martialed or, you know, you, your unit picks up the motherfucking slack in being, you know, guards and bailiff. So I played bailiff a few times, which meant that I had to escort motherfuckers from Camp Hovey over down to, uh, what was that shit? Uh, Humphreys Camp Humphreys is where they had the motherfucking, um, the, uh, the, the confinement. Yeah. So anyways, but everywhere that motherfucker went, he was shackled. You know what I'm saying? So I don't understand how they didn't take him shackled to the bird, put him on a motherfucking bird, shackled, and fly his ass out. I, I mean, I don't know the whole story back, you know, the background. I know that he got into a trouble a lot. Yeah, he got into I guess he got fired with the locals. And I will say this to the soldiers that are currently serving. I said that on the TikTok, man, do not, no matter what, do not fight the locals. Like, they're going to win every time because either you're going to fight, you're going to get your ass whooped mm-hmm. and get UCMJ or you're going to win and get UCMJ. And like, even when I was in Germany, like, man, them, them locals over there, you ain't want to scrap because these are the Russians or the Turks. So they're going to mm-hmm. beat you. But nah, learn, learn. Like if you're going to get stationed O'Connor's, learn the rules, mm-hmm. learn the laws, kind of, they do, they, I know they were doing a good enough job to let us know, hey, safety briefs beforehand, like y'all don't, like there were specific establishments that I know that you got your off limit stamps regular, mm-hmm. but don't go here because you won't get your ass whooped. Or in Germany, don't go here because there's a skinhead rally or a neo Nazi right. or some supremacist group. And like, mm-hmm. yo, so I'm sorry, no matter what, like you go over there, do not fight the locals. Like, you need to have a buddy on the side, like, hey, we need to get over. The only people you need to be fighting is other soldiers. That's it. That's how we <laughs> exactly. Yeah, now, yeah, the another I thing is fight the cooks, like, gang. shit. Now, with that being said, if you do see your homie getting fucked up by a local, you best jump in. That That's just standard fucking data. You better jump in because if not, you can get your, well, I don't know how it is nowadays, but you will get your ass whooped for not jumping in when your homie's getting his ass whooped. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I was in Korea. I did my year out there and wow. um, there was uh, some tussles that were out there. You know what I'm saying? Rank goes out the window at that time. You wow. know, there was an E7 that I know that got stomped the fuck out. Yeah, I... Bro, I remember I had I got I got jumped 
Once again, situation awareness, man. Mm-hmm. I jumped by some cooks in Germany, dog. But my partner, Sarn Will, he came and saved my ass. Shout out to him. Yeah. Um, it, it happens, man. You win some, you lose some. But, hey, you live to fight another day. Oh, bro, I'll tell you what. I had just got pinned corporal um, out there in Korea. And it was December of 08. They gave me that corporal rank like a dumbass because they needed NCOs. You know what I'm saying? They just needed, like, more NCOs. E4 pay, but NCO responsibilities. Now, like, hey, I'll take it. You know, I just got my promotable status. And I remember it was damn near Christmas in December. And it was out there. And um, I was getting my little drink on my soju and shit and all. And um, it was a it was a pretty we got pretty deep out there, you know what I'm saying? And um, I remember I was walking and I accidentally bumped into somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I did the thing, like, hey, hey man, my bad. You know, and he was like, just eyeballing me like I did something wrong. You know, hey, my bad. You spilled some of your drink on you, but you bumped into me. I'm being man enough to say my apologies. But now he wants to start talking shit. So I'm a little bit lit. That soldier got me feeling some kind of way. So I'm like, well, what's up then, motherfucker? And he's like, well, what's up then? Anyway, so we go outside of the club and we start just wolfing shit at each other. All of a sudden, his homeboys come out. And then my boys see me. And so he calls up the rest of my boys and we deep, bro. We fucking deep. So all you see is a fucking looks like something out of motherfucking uh, West Side Story and shit. But we ain't singing those little gay ass songs. <laughs> all of a sudden, my homeboy Henderson, he's trying to break it all up. Like, no, no, no. Y'all chill out. Y'all chill out. And somebody just took one on him. Pop. From there, all shit broke out, bro. All you see is just fists swinging. Popping, hitting my homeboy Medina started fucking beating some bitch up. I mean, hey, equal less, equal right. Some female tried to take off on him, so he took off on her. Knocked that bitch down. The fucked up thing about Medina, though, this fool. Hey, Medina, if you ever hear this shit, my bad. But anyways, um, I saw somebody on the floor and the hoodie over their head, and I just started stomping, bro, stomping, stomping, stomping. Then all of a sudden they yell out MPs. So. Psh, we book it, baby. We book it. We all book it back to the motherfucking main gate out there at Casey. We get through the gates, get on the bus. We meet back in Hovey, bro. So at Hovey, we uh, we we get together, right? We regroup. And Medina's like, man, I don't know what the fuck happened. Uh, my hoodie was over me. And then I just felt somebody just stomping all over my ass. And I looked at his hoodie and I was like, oh, my bad, dog. <laughs> my bad. That was me. But you know what? When you're in a brawl like that, you really don't know who you just swinging. Well, I will say I that's what I loved about being stationed. O'Connor's versus Conus. That camaraderie. Because that's all you had. Mm-hmm. Like, with each other. That, that was it. Like, you ain't have, you ain't, I mean, yeah. I know, especially for y'all in Korea, man, because y'all, y'all couldn't have no family over there. No. Well, the funny thing is, though, like, you know how you were saying, like, we are little, like little cliques. Because, yeah. like, it, first of all, we'll be like, you know, it, it goes down all the way to the, the battalion level. So, for example, like, you got 1st and 15th, and then you got 4-7 Cav. So, right there already, we be talking shit, especially when the alcohol starts flowing. Like, you know, just we fight amongst each other. But this, when we, mm-hmm. right. No, I was just no. saying, which, um, were you, were y'all part of it? Because I remember there was, like, that's how wild Iraq was. Iraq and Afghanistan was, because they had units deploying from Korea over there. So, the one that deployed from Korea was 217. Okay, they, right. they ended up going out to Korea. I'm from Korea to Iraq. And then from Iraq, they didn't even get to come back home. These motherfuckers went back. They didn't come back to Korea. They went back to uh, Lewis. And okay. then they reflagged there. So 
Okay, so this is why it's, it's crazy how, what year was that though? That happened like in 06, maybe 07-ish. Okay, so I was with, because I my first unit was- Or 05, 06, I would say, go okay. ahead. Because first we gave 25th ID. No, that might not have been now. No, 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 never mind. I'm getting the units mixed up because I was first 25th. Then we replied to two SCR and then old two SCR replied to fourth ID. Okay, all right. They, they probably ended up with Lewis later. So, yeah, yeah, okay. I think my homies end up going with them later. I think they became like 377 or something like that. out. I don't even fucking know, man. There's so many goddamn units. But, um, but yeah, dude, what was fucked up is a lot of those cats, you know, when you do a Korea tour, you do it for one year. Yeah. Now, if you fucking already took your mid tour, you're stuck there till the rest of your fucking uh, leave is done or till your time is done in Korea. Just imagine being part of that group that was there. Your tour's almost over. You're about to derose or, you know, come back. And all of a sudden they say, oh, hey, guess what? We headed out to motherfucking Iraq. Man. So you ain't even been into the States for a year. And now you coming back and you're going for another year out uh, overseas. You ain't seen your family. That shit takes its toll. And it, I mean, they got fucked up pretty bad out there, though. Like yeah, 217, uh, they had a motherfucking mortar that landed inside the gun. Damn. The inside, and it, it took them all out, bro. Ooh. You know, some motherfuckers got fucked up from that. And um, yeah, dude, it, it, it was pretty fucking yeah, heartbreaking. Like, yeah, we, uh, we relieved two ID in up in Taji, man. They just had them, they just had Humvees, man, and they was getting my IDs were taking ass out, man. It was ridiculous. Yeah, we didn't get MRAPs until. Like midway through my first tour, you know what, dog? I think I'm lying. I think that they did reflag. Two seventeen became two seven seven. I think I can't. You know what? For yeah. those of y'all that know, y'all know. Let us know. We we all over the fucking place because I know that I had a homeboy, uh, Abalos. He was actually in Korea when that shit happened, and they sent him out to fucking uh to to Iraq, and then back. I mean, it was a fucked yeah. up situation. They got fucked up hard, bro. Getting back to this dumb motherfucker, man. They, oh yeah, like the U.S. They they just just let it ass stay over there. Like just they they got no really no options. Don't this motherfucker watch Chappelle show? You know, black folk don't make bargaining ships. You know, they they ain't. Gonna... Nah. <laughs> we have a black. No. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, you ain't you ain't bird dog, homie. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yo, I mean, what in? How in his right mind, what, what is he going to think that he, unless this motherfucker was intel and got some secrets that he could sell, what what's, he's going to be useless out there. Yes, come on, man. Come take your, come home. Just get your arm dishonorable discharge or whatever you're going to get. Sorry. You just deal with that, that, that good old big green weenie. Did they mention what was his, um, what was his, uh, what, what did he break? What rules did he break or laws did he break out of here? Uh, like I said, you only got fight with the locals, so they they had him. They was just dealing with him, but that was okay. just he just like he saw opportunity to get up out of there. I'm like, all right, that's the stupidest thing to do. But hey, fuck him. Speaking about you know going out in um in different countries and um you know getting getting to know the local area. Uh, you were talking, you were telling me something about before we started about Dubai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what's going on with the Dubai thing, brother? Yeah, so there was a. Oh, I actually got the name right here. Bam. So there was a. Uh, let me see. Yeah. So I guess there was this TikTok social media influencer, the sassy trucker. So she went over to Dubai with her homegirls, and I guess there was an accident on the rental car. They took the. They were trying to get the. They recovered their ID and stuff like that, and then um, they couldn't recover their stuff until they paid the whole balance. 
And then, of course, the dude, the the manager or whatever, was getting loud with them. And then, you know, women, they she felt like she could get loud back. And mm. oh, Shawty, you in Dubai? Uh, they them women ain't got they got very little rights over there. I think in that area of the world, I think in Kuwait, women just got the right to uh, to drive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, these women kind of over here they think, and it's like, why? I, yeah, they be going to these countries, don't be studying up on the laws and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Now you got another incident where they're like trying to push to bring her home. And I'm like, sorry, Shawty, you're going to have to deal with that shit. You know, I don't understand where people, they don't understand how good that they have it here in the States. You know what I'm saying? And um, I might get a little bit on the racial tip on this one because there are some folks that um, claim oppression and whatnot. I'm not saying that there isn't, but it's not as it's not as um as much as people make it seem. So, for example, um, you you can't be doing that shit out there, bro. I mean, over here, yeah, you can go ahead and get up in somebody's face all you want, but uh, over there, you nah. you liable to get fucked up. It, dude, they just I think in Iran they're bringing back what they call the uh the morality police. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Can you imagine they had some shit like that over here? That'd be wild. I remember I went to, I did a four day pass in Qatar mm. and I couldn't even wear shorts. Like I'm a dude and I couldn't wear shorts. They were like, before, yeah, they were like, before y'all go off this base, y'all have to wear pants. Like they wouldn't even let you on the bus to go into Qatar unless you had on pants. Like that's, like they that's how- We can't even have porn out, or we're not supposed to have porn out there. You know what I'm saying? These motherfuckers are strict. Now you're going to, it might look pretty on TV, but. Uh, that's why you know a lot of these motherfuckers I've been hearing it, a lot of motherfuckers from Dubai they be getting a lot of these fine ass looking you know influencers or models yeah. IG models being an IG model is like being a motherfucking Call of Duty veteran <laughs> you know what I'm saying that shit ain't real but um, with that you know they go up there and they get shit on literally yeah, you shit. know oh, yeah. you know oh, and uh, you know they need but they're getting paid for it. That's why they're getting paid big bucks, and they get to come back home. And they know when they over there, they're gonna keep their motherfucking mouth shut and just do as they're told. I mean, if that's what you want to do with yourself, go ahead, boo. But don't go over there expecting to yeah. treat people like you do out here, you know, because that's real oppression out there, bro. Yeah, I definitely, and especially with like just the way the world is, not people don't like, and then America is much before, and then people go over there, the American arrogance. That's what I hated when I was in Germany, like seeing other American, like, like at least like when you go into another country, try to assimilate, like at least like if you even like attempt to speak the language, mm-hmm. they say they're trying like because a good portion, like certain countries speak English, but they mm-hmm. want to you know, make an effort. And then, you know, you go from there and then they work with you. But you go over there like I'm an American. You need to treat me such. I'm like, nah, mm-hmm. nah, works on me. Look, man, anything past uh, like France and Germany, I- I'm keeping my tongue to myself. France, I'm going to talk shit. You know, England, I'm going to talk shit. Once you start turning, getting into those Aministans, I'm going to keep my motherfucking mouth shut, bro. <laughs> Fuck that. I am not going to be in a motherfucking video <laughs> getting myself beheaded, brother. Yeah, these cats go over there like, it's wild. I think, uh, I remember the first, I remember I went to Cuba. First night, I got lost because I had the wrong itinerary. And fortunately enough, um, you know, I was all I spoke some door to explore level Spanish and, you know, I was able to get to where I go. But like, even when I was out there, I heard this, you know, like some tourists getting robbed and stuff like that. And I'm all like, nah, homie, this ain't like, I am good. Like I, mm-hmm. I certain countries, like I'm, I do want to visit, but 
for the most part, I want to see more of America because yeah. like, there's so much, there's so much over here, and as people get caught up, like, oh, America, I'm like, no, trust me, this is, and the countries that do have like, like that are like more peaceful is because mm -hmm. they don't have a lot of black and brown people. <laughs> that's that's what it is, and if you, even if you go to like these African countries, you got to watch out for getting scammed, like all that stuff like that. So, I like to I, stick with what I know. I think, um, like for example, uh, game recognized game. Like if I I can go to any neighborhood, and I think I'll be all right, just because I know what to look for and right. how not to act. One thing you never do when you go to a fucking um, what they will say the hood is, you never go in there acting hard. You go in hard, you're going to get humbled, but you don't go in acting soft. You go in soft, you're going to be treated like a bitch. You just walk in, cool. Just be yourself, you know what I'm saying? Don't get too fucking comfortable with people, but don't be too lax either. Don't be a bitch about it. Just and I I did that shit in Miami, bro. When I, because oh, sure. I, I grew, mm -hmm. go yeah, ahead. I was, saying, I, was uh, I was down in Miami uh, December uh, for Art Basel, and I was, I, I was, I was, was one place I was, I could have walked to it, but it was right over there. Uh, it wasn't Carroll City. It was like, uh, I forgot the word. But basically, it felt like it was like the element, like there was some shit could pop up. I was like, you know what? I really don't need to go. Mm -hmm. I go home. It's not like, like I'm afraid. I just don't want to deal with no shit. I don't want to answer no questions. I don't got. I don't know a name over here. I don't mm -hmm. Good. Bro, I got off of the Greyhound bus in Miami in 2001 in February. And um, my sister was supposed to pick me up because I had just moved over there. I took a Greyhound from LA all the way to motherfucking Miami, bro. I saw a three day motherfucking trip. But where the bus dropped me off at was what's next to this place called Overtown. And that- Okay, Overtown, place, okay, that's what I was. I'm like, yep, 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 here we go. Overtown is hood as fuck. It's right next by the, it was the American Airlines Arena, I think it was. And bro, I got off that bus. And like I said, I recognize hood because I'm from the hood and I'm like, okay, I'm not going that way. I'm going to go this way because I know that if I go in there, there's a good chance I'm not getting out, especially since I don't know the people. You know how ignorant I was? I had no idea what a Haitian was. I thought Haitian was a fucked up way of saying Asian. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then after living there for quite some time, I realized, okay, I know what a Haitian is now. And those motherfuckers are loud. They 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 motherfucking loud, but they having a regular conversation. Um, But then crazier than them, are the Jamaicans. Them yeah. motherfuckers don't play. They will machete your ass in a heartbeat. So places to stay out of in Florida, in Miami area, Carroll City, Overtown, Opalaka, yep. Liberty, uh, and Little Haiti. Those yeah, places. You better, you better have a name ready. You better have some name something. Mm -hmm. My man, I tell you, um, it, it's just a trip. Now, I'm happy. Damn, I haven't had this conversation like this in a long ass time. That's what I love about being on the gun line, man. You know, you 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 can just fucking feel comfortable with somebody immediately, you know. And so for all of those out there who's the first time listening to the podcast, if this is your first time, do me a quick solid hit a like sub. If it's on Spotify or the podcast platforms, just, you know, thumbs up. This, I don't know what the fuck. I don't know how any of this shit works. And make sure y'all do me a favor. You go check out Big Chief 13 Bravo on the TikToks. All right. And um. And, and support, man. One thing we, we talk about in the military, we, you know, as veterans, we support. Now, I will tell you, I am what's considered a vet bro. For some <laughs> reason, I've been considered just because I have standards on what I believe the military should be like. So I am a vet bro. Don't be put off by that. You know, I talk a lot of shit, but I'm able to dish it and take it. So anyways, with that said, 
uh what other uh comedy things you go oh you do comedy now um as a, a side hustle or uh like your primary hustle now now yeah yeah so it's um basically like the main thing i love doing is painting like that's my yeah. ultimate but just dude i gotta shift things around but comedy is the one thing i can get up i can hurry up get a mic up and just hop on stage get my shit off and uh it really helps definitely it helps with my ptsd man because like, like I said before, like I would be up there and I'm like, I'm scanning the room, scanning people, still trying to tell jokes. Mm -hmm. All the time I've been able to, you know, relax and be in front of people and just like, all right, get these stories off. And just like, you really, you really doing comedy, you really get a taste in the temperature of the people. Like you get to see how, you get to see how sensitive people are. Like, sheesh. Mm. Oh, I remember I told a trans joke. Anyone even like a, a, a negative, all I did was pointed out a young lady that looked like Caitlyn Jenner. Um, and then I just talked about the trans stuff that be going on, like literally just talking about the stuff I see on TikTok. And that got yeah. me blacklisted from like three spots, man. And, wow. and I just, and part of me, like, I don't know, part of me was all like, I could push this and be like, oh, the whole, you're going to blacklist a, a war vet. But I'm like, I ain't got time for that shit. I'm going to go where I need to go. And then my, my, my form of revenge or whatever is being successful. Like, I, like, I could be like, hey, yo. Uh, when I get big and I have a special, I'm like, hey, this spot right here, they blacklisted me for this mm -hmm. bullshit. Um, and I can use my influence to be like, don't, don't patronize this place because like, um, that's 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 not. I mean, I fought for the right for people to have free speech. Like, exactly. False. You have to pay for what you say for, but at the same time, don't go out here and limit somebody or tell somebody or if anything, to say, hey, you know, why do you? I think my thing is asking people why are you saying or why do you think the way you think and trying mm -hmm. to tell them because then you'll learn something you'll be like hey this is you know you and you ain't got to agree with it but you know it's all, all right and i get to you know understand how you think exactly you know uh you 100 on that um there's a lot of things that i disagree with that i don't you know i will never agree with i will never be okay with but it doesn't mean that i can't sit there and listen you know for example with this podcast with me and hunt we or you know him as Virgo. Me and him like disagree on a lot of shit. But at the end of the day, I'm not trying to convince him. He's not trying to convince me. It's more for the listener to listen, you know, and maybe they can make a choice. Maybe they're on the fence on something. You know what I mean? And we just point out our point of views. And there have been times where he's taught me something I didn't know. And the okay. same thing with you, you know, uh, you and I, we're getting to know each other as this shit progresses. And um, I'm sure there's going to be times that we don't agree with shit, but doesn't mean that we take it to the level of disrespecting each other or, you know, now, talking shit is talking shit. That's one thing. But being disrespectful, that's a whole other level. You know what I'm saying? And I think um, that's what I love about being in this platform. I wow. give this platform to everyone who wants to come on here, shoot the shit. Doesn't mean we're always going to be eye to eye. But at least you got a fucking place to just vent, bro. You know, because you go out on the streets. Why does my shit not get pushed on YouTube? Because honestly, I'm, I talk freely and I want everyone to speak freely. You know, I don't censor. I don't edit. I don't filter. To me, that's bullshit. How are you going to call yourself on the gun line and then censor everything up? You know what I'm saying? Same thing with comedy clubs. You know what they should do, bro? I think would be a badass idea. Kind of like doing Prohibition where they had speakeasies for, yeah. you know, for uh for liquor and shit. They should have speakeasies for comedy. Yeah. Where you can go in there and just be open to whatever the fuck you want to say, you know, yeah, because it's got to, I mean, they got, they got some spots, but it's got to be, it's almost got to be a room full of other comics because you try to like the stuff we say, um, but even then, like I just, there's times where I'm like, I, I really don't want to lump, but like I'll have times where I'm like, I, I love the 50-50, like have, right. I like have people laughing 
And then the other half terrified because they're like, oh shit, this is the Patrice O'Neill. He said that shit. Yeah, Patrice, that's my that is definitely one of my um just comedy like standards that I kind of I look at. Uh him, uh I remember. I'm trying to get more into Ali Sadiq. He's another one. Mm-hmm. Um, but just people that like, all right, they see they see the world for what it is. And that's what that's what world that's what war does to you. Like you see how you see how people really get down. Cause even all right, man, we, man, and folks like you, some of the stuff we, you know, you see over there, you see how they get down, how they put women and children strap bombs to them. Yes. Or, you know, or I remember we had an instance where, um, uh, there was a teacher that was working with us, you know, the locals, they didn't like that shit. They went and took her ass out. So you get to see how people really are, but in the, uh, these civilians out here leaving these, safe bubbles mm-hmm. and it's all like they can't, can't believe that like somebody would do shit like that it's like no this is how it goes down you know it's funny you mentioned that um i remember i was talking with someone i can't remember who it was maybe it was my nephew he had come down to visit and i was talking to him um regarding how some of these motherfucking terrorists out there they would um strap you know suicide vests or a backpack onto a disabled mentally disabled kid and just have them walk around the market or point like, hey, go over there where that Humvee is. And then, you know, just go walk over there. They had no idea that they had these explosives on them because they're mentally disabled. And then once they get close enough, just light them up. You know what I'm saying? And that's the shit these people did. You know, and um, dude, uh, you have, like I said, I think you know, you understand we have to have a certain mentality out there like that we might not come back. And that was the only way that I could pretty much function out there with the yeah, mentality yeah, of like, you know, today might be my last day, especially going out on the roads every day. Ooh, yeah, you know? yeah. I, I actually, it's like, it's, it's, that's the thing. That's the, that's the hard part about being a vet sometimes because it's like when you're over there, you want to, all you think about is going home. But then when you come home, you're like, damn, I kind of wish I wouldn't have, like, I wish somebody would take me out over there because of all the struggles. Um, even now, like, um, even though I uh, did give up weed and alcohol, I'm like, now I got to do all these freaking aches and pains, but it's all like, hey, you got to keep on pushing, man. So, so, yeah. And we need to find that support group, you know, and with that said, there's a lot of motherfuckers out there. And, it, and it, back in my older podcasts, I used to, you know, call these motherfuckers out, but it's the motherfuckers that be like, yeah, you know, if you need me, call me. If you need me, you know, I'm here for you. A lot of motherfuckers say that shit, but when the shit comes to push, comes to shove, they don't answer. You know, right. I, I there was this one veteran who I knew out of a just I'm not I'll stay out of the whole context of it, but I knew him and um he was go- he was having a breakdown at one point. Yeah. All right. And um so on Instagram, he had posted something up and he had reached out to me, like, hey brother, is there any way you can reach out to me? You know. So dude, I immediately, well, not immediately, I had to wait a few minutes. But I was able to reach out to him like, hey, man, is everything OK? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, hey, you know, thank you for reaching back out. Um, you know, there was a couple of other people that I reached out to. They didn't even answer me. They, they left me on red type shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And um, so I, I got angry, bro. And I fucking blasted that shit on the podcast because I can't stand motherfuckers to say I'm going to be there for you. You know, they get the I got your six tattoos and shit like that. But when that shit comes, like I said, push comes to shove. Man, I ain't trying to hear this shit and just hang up, you know? So yeah. if motherfuckers gonna say they're gonna be there, be there. And even Sorry, you, I go on tangents. If they hit you up, like, look, I got this going on, I got you, like in about 20 something minutes or like mm-hmm. something like that. 
Um, but yeah, yeah, I tell folks. And then too, I just tell people too, hey, look, you come to me for some help. Yeah, I'm gonna let you vent a little while, whatever. But then after a while, I'll be like, hey, bitch, you gotta get your ass up. It's just the same way, just like being back in the army, man. It's like, that's why I think that's what I enjoyed about my timing. Cause I, even though there were times, you know, you depressed, so I deal with life, but mm -hmm. you, you, it wasn't extended because you had your homies right there to be like, hey, you know, we, we about to fuck these hoes, dog. Uh, yep. What, what you trying to be on? And that's that's another thing, you know, like sometimes, like I think you hit it right there on the head. Yeah, it's cool to vent, man. You you got to vent to somebody that can understand. Yeah. But at the same time, that that brother is not a real brother if he's just fucking petting you and then you whine. You know, sometimes gonna be like, all right, brother, I, I get you 100 percent. But guess what, man? It's not about how you fall down. It's about getting back up. So you need to fucking grab your balls, realize you a man and man up, motherfucker. We got shit to do because you bringing up the whole atmosphere. You're bringing it down. <laughs> we trying to get some pussy tonight. Right, so. right. <laughs> if you need to go holler at the chaplain, but uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, that, hey, sorry, that bitch wasn't your bitch. Uh, <laughs> everybody's. Uh, go ahead. Hey, cry your tears and let's get on moving, bro. How many motherfuckers? I mean, in your time in the military, how many Joes that you see get played? You know, like get married. I was just one of the jokes that I played. My fucking baby mama, she had two kids on base wife shit. And that's why yeah, I didn't give that story on the stage, but man, she literally, I was on Germany, whatever, yada, yada, yada. And she fucking, she had TRICARE pay for both of them motherfuckers, man. Yeah, I've been through some shit. Damn. But shit, still, hey, the, the sun kept on shining. I had to get back that's up. Right. I cried my tears and I just fucking kept it moving, dog. So, you know, I, I do, got that divorce and uh, I was like, all right. You know, there, there's different ways that veterans deal with their therapy. You know, they do their own therapy. Like for me, this is this podcast. It's the therapy without the therapist, as I say. For you, it's your art and, and your comedy, which is awesome, man. And, um, you know, like, what do you think was the hardest part, you know, to like to do your first open mic? How did you convince yourself that you needed to do it? Uh, let me see. I'm trying to get this in a minute 30. Um, oh, don't worry. I mean, we can hold that right there. I'll yeah. send you that next link, you know, but I want to give you a lot of props because I've thought about doing open mics out here in San Antonio. They got the LOL. And, um, but I know when I try to be funny, I'm not funny, but you know, when sometimes when I'm not trying to be funny is when my fucking people take a I'm being serious, but it comes out in a funny format. You know what I'm saying? So I want to find my comedic person or persona and be able to to do it. Yeah, I got you when we come back because I'm I'm definitely on a recruiting trail to get these vets on the fun comedy stage. So bet. let's go ahead and uh and send you that link and we'll come back on. All right. Yeah, we are back. This is part two because I'm broke as fuck and I can't afford that Zoom. Uh, with that said, Zoom, you motherfuckers are getting very creative now, making me wait 10 motherfucking minutes, <laughs> offering me 50% off for the first two months, and then it goes up to 100%. I know how much I motherfuckers charge. Trust me, I looked into it, and I'm a baller on a budget, baby. Fixed yeah, income. Hey, you got to cut, you got to pre-cut the powder sometimes, baby. <laughs> Goddamn right, baby. All right. So before we went out to that little uh, quick snafu, uh, we we're talking about uh, how to uh, begin your steps into the comic life. So, yeah, man, if you don't mind breaking it down for some of us that possibly want to pursue something like that. Yeah. So I've never, like comedy, I never really, I never really like had ambitious of doing it because like i mean i watch comedy specials there were only like certain comics that i really like mm -hmm. i like comics that make you think 
Um, and then um, I never, like early on as a kid, you know, I play around jump books, but I never thought myself as like, I thought you had to be funny, do comedy. And I remember I had an ex that said, you're not funny, you know, you're not funny. Mm-hmm. You know, but now I learned, I was all like, but then I remember hearing an interview by Patrice O'Neill, mm-hmm. that was all like saying like, you'll find out that a lot of not funny motherfuckers do comedy. I was like, okay, okay. So with that, um, but then like, then too, like I'm not, there's a, so there's a difference. There are people that are like naturally funny. Yeah. yeah you'll see them or whatever. They're always cracking jokes all the time. And then there's people like me that say funny shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just, I think I was, well, I was, it was 2021. Uh, we had come out the pandemic pretty much. And then I saw this open mic and this one day I just up and decided like, I was like, hey, I'm just going to do it. Um, there was a cool little spot down there in Houston called the Secret Group. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went a few times. Uh, it was cool. And then my brain, I just started, my brain, I just started getting inundated. Like it was overwhelming with all the ideas were just like hitting me and stuff like that. So I kind of like laid off of it and then my dad passed. Mm. And so after that, I took a break. Um, then I moved back to Atlanta. Um, and then I was all like, I was like, I was tired of doing Uber. And I was like, the art really wasn't moving like that. And I was like, all right, what's going to get me seen? Right. And I'm all like, all right, this comedy shit. And so I decided I hit up um, some mics, um, started rolling. Um, and I will say, like, you don't, like, you'll learn that, like, it's a lot of non-funny motherfuckers doing comedy. And the thing is, I just had to find my, and I'm still trying to, you know, I'm still learning, you know, stuff like that. But I think the hardest part is just dealing, because nobody, motherfuckers are too afraid to boo me, dog. I keep it real, because I, I, I push on that veteran shit. I'll be saying shit, like, I'll shoot this motherfucker up, if, you know, afterwards. <laughs> but, um, but learning, and this is another uh, Patrice O'Neal uh, gym where he was like, you got to learn how to deal with the silence. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to learn not to chase laughs. Because if you chase laughs, then you'll be chasing forever. You'll, it'll fuck you up. Um, but it's something I enjoy doing, man. Getting up, it's, it's, um, it's just something to try. It's something to do. Um, it gets me out of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's kind of like the army. You get to respect your peers. Um, you have to... Um, it's like, I don't know if you've ever done like jujitsu or stuff like that, but that's kind of what it's like. Okay. And you're going to go up there, you're going to get your ass whooped pretty much. You know, you're going to go, I, I feel like I fucked up. And I, there have been some times where I, I've had quiet rides home. There have been times where I wonder, like I did take a little bit of break after I got blacklisted. I just, all right, for mental health purposes. Yeah. Times where I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I even doing this shit? But sure enough, that, that Mike is addicted, man. Um, it's like shooting rounds. So, all right, yeah. man, idea and then i go right back up there and i write like i write on stage pretty much i have because i don't write like I've, I've tried to write but a joke and stuff like that but there's this extra shit to remember and so right. i literally i have a bullet point and then a story of flow i'm like, i have an idea or like a tagline yeah yeah i'm just like uh like i'll take the whole carly russell incident like i'll be like all right you know i'll, I'll roll with that um or i'll take some stuff from I just take stuff from my life, man. Like I, I make jokes and it helps me, you know, even therapy with my dad passing away. Yeah. Like I'll make a joke how like when me uh, and my brother was cleaning my dad's shit, we find his pocket pussy. And then I relate that to the fact that I had a pocket pussy when I was in Iraq and tied in together and stuff like that. And it's okay. learning, I'm learning now, I'm learning the important, like I'll learn to have like a punchline in there somewhere. Right. So it's just, it's a matter of me just sitting down, just I'll get on, I got a, I got a literally, I got a mic. And I'll, okay. and I'll just tell jokes and shit. That's my form of writing. But That's I, awesome. Yeah, I encourage vets to just get up there, 
tell these stories, like just get up there and just I think therapeutic to just it's the one place. Now you gotta be careful though, because there are people be I have different times like motherfucker try to run up on me up there and I'm just like, but fortunately for enough, you know, after you got shot at, you're mm -hmm. like, fuck, she ain't gonna phase you. But it's it's the one place where I can say whatever the fuck I want to say. Right. Um, so I, yeah. I kind of I'm looking at it as I'm thinking about it right now, and it kind of reminds me of like um, you smoke cigarettes? No, no, no more. No, okay. No. So I remember when I was out in Iraq, um, or even in Afghanistan, you know, just going to the smoke shack. You know what I'm saying? And because that's where everybody would go, just chill out, whether it be under a duck and cover bunker or you had a fucking smoke yeah. shack that you build up. And, you know, you just show up in there and you just start chopping it up and just telling some funny fucking stories of what happened the day prior or some funny shit that you heard about. And, you know, you just tell that story. So it kind of yeah. that's kind of like, I guess, the mentality that I would take on it, like if I was to do like something like that. But I want to have at least a good shit. I mean, you usually want to have like three minutes, right? Uh, when you start yeah. off. They're five, but when you first start, man, I'm going to tell you, that time goes by quick. Oh, well, no, no, no. When it starts, no, my bad. Let me go back. When you start, five minutes feels like forever. Mm -hmm. Like, when the fuck is five-minute mark? But after a while, once it starts to slow down for you, it goes by quick. Um, and I'll go ahead, like, going through some of the stuff, like, even going before stage, like, I will like sometimes I will blank out. Like, I will literally forget what the fuck oh, I was going to say. Then I have to, like, go back, retrain my brain, and then go up there and then go through, get that. Um, my thing is now I'm working to get to the point where I'm able to, that staff sergeant that was on that gun line talking shit, telling funny jokes and smoke shit like that, even when I wasn't smoking, I would just go, mm -hmm. I'd get a break. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> that, getting that part on stage and that is the, the, the good old figuring out the gun because once again, I get up there and it's like, oh shit, my PTSD is hitting me. Oh, I'm feeling this anxiety. Oh, mm -hmm. you know, and so it's like, all right, so it's like, all right, calming down, slowing down once again, get prepared so I can like be calm. Cause all it is like, if you even like people are like, all right, go watch these comedians, go watch these comedians. I don't watch a lot of the comedy um, cause I'm not trying to like bite nobody's shit for right. real. Um, cause you'll see comments, you're like, why the fuck are you trying to be Kevin Hart? Like, be yourself. My thing is just, I watch, what I notice is just confidence. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. It's like, you confident up there and it's like, you're trying, you're just trying to get to the point where you could have a conversation with all these strangers in front of you. Make it natural. Make it natural. Make it okay. natural. Because I'm only, because um, like comedians, we we treat it like, like children. Like, like I'm two, I, I, coming up in November, I'll be two years old in the game. So I'm like a little toddler. Oh, so shit. I'm, I'm learning like over time, I'm like, all right, you're learning, you're getting comfortable. Um, I encourage comments. Like I'm I'm um I'm getting up out of Atlanta and I'm moving up to Seattle. Oh word. To um just because I need a cross-country trip. Yeah. But also too, I want to get to like not a, a smaller pond, because Atlanta is cool, but it's it's a big city. Everybody's trying to make it. So yeah. it's all like nobody's really trying to have the time to sit down and people, and once again, people aren't people don't think like us military folks. Like I, I, I treat, I, if I see a cat going in there and you know, he needs some help. I'm like, Hey, bring him to the side. Hey, good set. Yeah. You know, try this, try that, you know, and it, it's beautiful because when you do a good job, you come off once again, respect your peers, you get yeah. that shit like that. I will say though, don't let the ego too big. Cause that Mike is like uncle Sam, man. It will humble the fuck out of you. Just mm. when you hot shit, you'll go in and you'll fucking bomb. That's why I had a series. Um, 
I have a series on YouTube. I got to upload more episodes, but I call it Bombs For Real. I kind of jacked the name from uh, this this documentary about Bosco, Boom For Real. But it's literally, I'm, I'm bomb. Like, everybody jokes about, like, bombing and shit. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm like, well, I'm going to bomb my way to the top of the comedy mountain. So um, what's the name of the, uh, the YouTube channel? Uh, it's it's under it's on all under uh, the forest um, that I literally I just document my whole art journey. So okay, all of it from me making music to me um, making art to my comedy, and it's just like, all right, you're gonna watch um, the journey because like yeah. you're it's kind of hard to find it's hard okay. to find like early comic shit. Like I think the only one that has done it for real is uh, Dion Cole. He just put out a special. Where he just shows like him working jokes from these crowds, like work, and that's all you're doing. You're just you're just working material because yes. Once again, I'm gonna refer a lot to Patrice O'Neill, but mm -hmm. jokes come from the same part, like you know, and it's for you to figure out what's funny and then what's not. Right. So it's like I go up there, I say some shit, some shit get a laugh. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna keep that, mm -hmm. and then I'm gonna I'm gonna work it, and I'm gonna work this story until until it is right on to where I want it. So basically, it, to put it on, on gun line terms, so a lot of us 13 Bravos understand it, think about it as if the collimator is getting set and yeah. you're in the gunner site. And, you know, you're telling the gunner to TT left, TT right, and all that shit until you got zero motherfucking mills. So yeah. when you're out there and you're on that grind, it's you're testing the joke. All right, this joke, I like it. It didn't get the laughs that I wanted. Let me try telling it a different way. And yeah. then if you tell that same joke or that same story a different way and start getting a little chuckle, like, all right, it's working, but now how do I get that other laugh to go with it, you know? So you're just working out, and it be it's basically an act that that gets uh, put together, you know? Yeah. It starts because, like, I've been doing, like, some research personally. Like I said, you know, it starts off with a tagline, and then from that tagline, you you make a bit out of it. Out of that, a couple of bits, you make a chunk, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, you start putting something together. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I, you know, so it, it starts with, like you said, with an idea. And it, some might work, some might not work, you know. And some yeah. you're just going to be like, okay, I got to toss that one aside. That shit's not as funny as I thought it was going to be. And then you just keep working it until you have your material. And like you said, it's through time. You keep grinding it and grinding it. And the biggest thing I think is not giving up. Yeah. Uh, especially it can be humbling. You know, uh, it can get cringeworthy sometimes because comedy is one thing um, that I go to a lot of comedy shows. Being that here in San Antonio, we got the LOL. Bro, I, I've gone to a dozen or so. And um, I have my comedians that I love. But, you know, they have like their openers and some of them or even the hosts, you know, it's kind of like uh, you might want to work down a little bit better. You know what I mean? But props to those motherfuckers that are still trying to get that grind in, bro. I mean, yeah. so I give you lots of credit, bro. That takes a uh, a lot of a uh, thick skin. Yeah. Yeah. I tell people to do not pay for these comedy courses. Don't pay. Like I. I accidentally sat in on one. I kind of stumbled into one, mm -hmm. listening, and I'm like, "All y'all doing is just bouncing jokes off each other, like how I'd like that." And you could just get around some homies or some <laughs> right. other like a good test. So I was like, "Have you have you a chick, man? Have you some chick you fucking or some whatever? Mm -hmm. Work some shit that'll help out." But I don't got to I think yeah. Only thing I would tell people maybe if they want to get into improv, probably take a class for that. Mm -hmm. But oh man, just just run some shit off your. Off the homies, and you know, they'll be the ones that help you out. Speaking of like comedy, you know, I think that's like a uh, we're just gonna shift topics a bit. I think that's definitely like a um, 
for single folks out there. You know, now that I'm older, if I was out dating, I think that would be the best um, barometer yeah. to to test uh, if I'm going to get along with a female or not. You know, take her out on a date, go to a comic comedy club. Because at the end of the day, if it ain't bounce, if it ain't working, she could bounce, catch an Uber, go home. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And you could also at the same time find out if she has the same sense of humor that you do, or you know what I'm saying. You could find out what makes her tick, what makes her laugh, if she's gonna be always on her fucking phone. So you know, fellas out there, don't be wasting your motherfucking money taking these bitches to all these fucking high class restaurants. Because once you train her with that shit, she's gonna expect it. Now. Yeah. I'm gonna sound misogynistic as fuck right now. Hey. I told my old lady this from the get. Like, check it out. I'm not the type of motherfucker that's gonna get you fucking roses on fucking fl- uh, on Valentine's Day. I'm not gonna buy you shit when you expect it. Because what does it, what happens? It becomes an expectation rather yeah. than something that surprises you. So I'm the motherfucker that I'm not. There's motherfuckers out there that buy them every week for their old ladies and shit like that. What happens that first week you don't get into them? They're gonna have a fit. Me, I prefer to give her shit random as fuck. Like, oh, here's, and I don't even get her roses, bro. I get her like daisies and shit like that. Just something out of the norm. And you know what? They appreciate that more. Like these motherfuckers out there putting these fucking five and sixes on a pedestal, like they're nines and tens. Yeah, look, man, fat ain't beautiful. All right. It's not. So if your titties are okay. If your belly hangs out farther than your titties, you fat. You ain't thick. All right. There's a difference between thick and fat. You fat. All right. Sorry. I, I'm I'm running off on a tangent, brother. My bad. <laughs> you be confident with it, though. I, I will tell them. Like, hey, bro, with it. But I will say, it's my other little tips. If you get shit, be careful with the drinking and the smoking. Cause mm. like, I've seen cats have got way too high if you get shit. Mm. I personally decided to um, well, I had the whole weed fast. So I was going through weed too fast but then also i was like you know what i'm gonna put the liquor down because i was i was finding myself every time you go out because they're mostly in bars and stuff like that yeah. I was doing two three drinks a night and then but over time like i'm doing maybe three four five mics a week mm-hmm. and 18 drinks like right there 15 18 and oh that adds up mm-hmm. i don't want to be the motherfucker up there i've already got enough aches and pains from uncle sam i don't want to have to deal with fucking a liver fucked up, mm-hmm. like that. Now get it how you live, but I will say, like, just I just tell anybody getting into this, like, because that then, and especially now, it's crazy. Like, I hate to say it, but like now you got people putting fentanyl in the weed. Yes, people smoking random stuff, and I'm like, all right, yeah, y'all. And then also too, it's more of a challenge to get up on that stage sober, man. Like I, I bet just just with that, because like anxiety, because like. When I when I when I was drinking or whatever, it was just easy up there, talk shit or whatever. It was like, all right, now I gotta I gotta think. So, but yeah, yeah. But it's See, um, those beer balls are are not there. Now you gotta actually do it, you know, pop that cherry. So if you don't mind me asking, um what why did you end up going on that on that fast uh from the herbal essences? Because it, it was becoming like it was dependency, it was addiction because my like my anxiety was high i was burning through like ounce every five days uh so of course the financial aspect it was adding up uh there was some addict behavior going on where mm. I remember, like three atms trying to get this money for him and i was like you know what um and actually there we go funny story yeah and i and i started like anytime i'm starting to think about what i want to do it's funny because like uh my higher power he'll send i'll start seeing stuff on tiktok so i started seeing more people doing it 
And then I'll never forget, I was in a yoga class with uh, Tiana Trump. I don't know if you're familiar with the, the world famous porn star Tiana Trump. Ooh. Mm. But we was in the yoga class together and we was just talking, chopping or whatever. And she just said she um, she decided to give it up because uh, she was just the, her mindset at the time. I was like, you know what? If she can do it, I'm going to do it. So I went ahead, smoked the last of my weed, and then I decided. And the first, and I was like, you know what? I need to have my own different kind of accountability partner. So I was like, you know, let me just do a TikTok vid every day. And it's like, all right, it's now I got to have it. Like, all right, go that, go that, go over there. And now it's like, I'm at the point where I know I'm, I don't have a desire uh, to smoke. I mean, there are times when I'm like, I have this game, but mm -hmm. I, if I do anything with cannabis related, I want it to be more of like medicine. Okay. More of like, all right, some herbs, some like creams, maybe some tea, just yeah. for like joint pain, maybe anything at night just for sleep, but like just straight up smoking. Like, cause after, cause I've been, let me see, I've smoked consistently since I've been out for about 10 years, about 10 years. And so after a while, that, that kind of adds up to the lungs. And so it, I think it sounds more like, you know, now that it's in your, it's in your hands, you do it when you want versus when you feel like you need it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I think that's pretty good, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it, and I'm not saying I'm. I'll never prior. Right. I'm, you know, maybe down the line we'll see when I make that move. But it forces me to, like, if I'm feeling anxious, I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, why am I feeling anxious? Why am I feeling this anger? Okay, because of this. All right, let me stop. Let me breathe, and then let me. It's like it's like once again being on the gun line, man. It's like being shooting. You got to breathe. You got to stop, position, breathe, find your target, and then you execute. And, and that's. It seems like you know uh it helps you mentally get to the root cause of what's causing the anxiety you know and yeah. i mean so, for a lot of us you know it, it we i don't call it that i suffer or you know that I, I live with it you know what i'm saying i just have to live with it it's just something that's part of my life um one of the biggest fears that i had when i was in mosul was um when we got there they were telling us that you know in the crowds in the markets these motherfuckers, you know, they ain't got no uniform. They're just out there capping motherfuckers. They will walk up to behind soldiers because they started getting, they started being lax with the ROE. All right. So motherfuckers would just walk up in the market, pop a motherfucker soldier in the head and just run into the market. Nobody saw nothing. And motherfucker di dying right there, dead. You know what I'm saying? So that became one of my biggest fears out there, especially in the markets. So yeah. that's one of the things that we got, I deal with out here, you know, and is it going to happen? Most probably not. But it's still that irrational fear that I have to live with, bro. And um, so what I'm getting at is, I forgot what I was getting at with this. Now go ahead, my bad, bro. My I just bad. Say, it's just like even I just think about the times when I executed at a high level, and that was sober. Like you had to, I had to have, you had to be in that gun. Like it used to kind of like I remember one time there was one dude, a chief, and I got busted with liquor, and I'm like, come on, man, we gotta. Like that's that's for the rear, like mm -hmm. all that stuff is for the rear. But when you when the them that data coming down and you gotta shoot because like it's it's lives at risk. And then even then with my own life, I gotta be alert. I gotta be aware because you know, folks, unfortunately, like this world is getting like I don't think fear too much, but you're not gonna catch me slipping, man. Like if you're trying to run up, and it's funny too, because I it's and I wrap up with this. It's mm -hmm. funny when I see it's on top of off topic, I'll see people with the open carry. I'm like, motherfucker, I already got the drop on you. I've seen your pistol. I've seen what you got. I can already, by the time you even reach for that motherfucker, I done put two in your chest already. So I just still, 
I like that that stay alert, stay alive, man. Yes, sir. And I'm happy you just brought that up, man. That's a whole other topic right there that I've had uh with, with people on this is people that open carry. It's your constitutional right. But you know what? How about you just carry and not let motherfuckers know you carrying? Because like you just said, if I see a motherfucker open carry, you you the first motherfucker. If I'm uh somebody that's out to do something, you the first motherfucker I'm taking out and I'm taking your weapon. Yes, it's plain and simple. You think you're going to stop me? If a motherfucker has it in his mind that he's going to go handle some business, the you got to fucking have, you do a fucking sit, you know, you you go and recon the fucking shop. You know what I'm saying? You do your little recon, you do your little fucking planning. Anyways, it's just, like you said, we got a different mentality. Now, yeah. if a motherfucker is carrying, I mean, if, he, if he's carrying and nobody knows, that's going to be the one that, that saves the day at the end of the day because, you know, I'm out there popping caps thinking it's all fucking crimson and clover here comes motherfucking you know uh johnny on the spot pulls out pop pop and i'm gone i've seen many of videos where that shit that's how it ends up you know what i'm saying but um i know yeah, i do i know i do eventually want to get to in the cannabis space just once again for for veterans for mm-hmm. like i said the pain the aches just you know for creams rubs you know just just more of i wanted to be more medicine than yeah. i want the va to fucking you know, legalize that shit federally for vets because that and shrooms. Shrooms, yeah. I've heard, are fucking magical. No pun intended. You know, but fucking even microdosing. Yeah. Love yeah. it. And, and it, it, it rewires your, your way of thinking. But no, you know, they're not going to do it because they're not making any money out of it. Yeah. I, I got, I'm waiting to hear back from them. Uh, I forgot Heroes something. But I found it's an ayahuasca retreat. I'm waiting to hear. I think they got like a three-month waiting list before they get back to you. But I think that's what I wanted because I was talking with the homies. I was like, man, I've been out 10 years. Um, I've been doing yoga for like five years. And it's like, I'm still grinding my teeth at night. I'm still having like physical reactions. I'm all, I need to have these breakthroughs. So I remember uh, Mike Tyson talking about doing the toe. Man, he said after he did that toe, man, he dropped like 110 pounds and freaking his whole gave up like alcohol, whatever his whole life just shifted. So I feel like, you know, that medicine is going to help break through yeah. those things or like hold me back physically. Bro. Instead of the VA giving us this stupid bro, shit here. Autumn. <laughs> I, I, I'm tired of it, bro. Like, like, like Seroquel. That's like, that stuff that I can, yeah, we can have a whole nother episode on them. The medicines they give you, man. They don't, <laughs> you see that, that video of that nurse, that was before Congress that pulled out all. Oh yes, yes, and and the thing is, again, you know, the money and it, it all boils down to money at the end of the day. The yeah. money is, and it's not in the cure. The money's going to be in the treatment. You know what I'm saying? So, can they give us shit that'll possibly cure it? Possibly, but I mean, when your mind is fucked up, your mind is fucked up. You just got to learn how to cope with it and deal with it. But putting us on pills, have you ever gone through withdrawals from those pills? Holy uh, shit! It's like it was worse. Like I've like I've tried. I've done. I had my pill phase. You know, with Zans, Molly X. Yeah, it was like it was literally from no psychotropic medicines. It was literally feel like I was coming down from those drugs. Like that trazodone, throwing that shit up, oh. feeling like poison, and just like I'm all like, nah. I will. They keep trying to put. I'm like, I was too traumatized by that shit. I'm never going back. I rather, I rather manage my mental health. You know, naturally. Um, deal what I got to deal with, but I am not going back to that medication. You know what the worst part is, um, and my and this is my 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 thing about uh the VA and their how they work with mental health. 
I see that they're trying to make it better. But my problem that I'm having is that every time that I have a conversation with them and I get used to having one shrink, bam, I get a new one and I get a new one. And what does that go to? Oh, I see the notes here, but hey, can we talk about motherfucker? I done talked about it so many motherfucking times. You're making me relive this shit over and fucking over and over. They tried doing that shit. They gave me prolonged exposure as one of the treatments. Bro, all that did was make shit worse for me. You know, yeah. if you can, I would say um, you can look into getting community. Uh, I remember when I was in Texas, out of Houston, I got a, um, I got a civilian uh, mm -hmm. therapist. That was cool. Um, probably like vet, um, one of the vet center like group shit. That mm -hmm. a little bit more, but I get it, man. Like I, I just and then also too advocating. I had I had to go with battles with the freaking um, one of the psychiatrists because he was trying to like insult my intelligence. Mm. I was like, oh, I, I I know me. Like I'm trying to like, they don't, my issue, big issue with them is they don't try to like think outside the box. It's like medicine, medicine, medicine. It's like, okay, cool. But is there something else we can figure out or work with or something? Thank like you. That? That's, all I, that's, that's all I'm saying. Let's, let's open up the options and then let the veteran decide on what they want to do. Exactly. And also like be open and honest about like, hey, because before I took these psych meds, they weren't telling me like the, the side effects so they would just say, oh, you shouldn't stop it abruptly. Like, and one of them I was getting off and I had like brain zaps. Yes. Like, what Fuck. The, what the, what is this? Bro, I, I, I'm on, um, on a Fexler. It's called, they call it venlafaxine. It's a Fexler. This shit right there, bro. I, I ran out and, um, I, for, I got trouble with my fucking memory. All right. Gotcha. So part of my TBI, but of course, good old VA for those of y'all for veterans that don't know. If you think you're going to get rated for TBI and PTSD, you're not. They're going to combine them both together. You might think that you have, a, according to the DBQ, which is the Disability Benefits Questionnaire, which I recommend all you veterans that are getting out, look into your DBQ for your VA. Just trust me on this 100%. Anyways, according to the DBQ, I should have been a two or a three on the motherfucking uh, on the TBI scale. But they meshed it with the symptoms of PTSD. So... They, you can't what they call double dip. So what they're going to do, they're going to fucking point it all into one into the PTSD all rating. So it's just the way the VA does funny things. But anyway, what's, your, what's your TBI from an ID or explosion? How do you feel about me asking what you from that? Okay. From explosion at a, a, a bomb explosion as well as a grenade. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so, and that's when people too got to like, Cause you gotta be aware of like the questions they ask. Like I didn't think no one's wrong with me, but then it's like, oh, then finally I got an uh, exam where they're like, well, did you have any IDs within? Cause I never, my truck never got hit. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, you got the explosions that happened around you. Mm -hmm. um, all just think about the concussion from all the rounds you just shot, like literally from that breach. And I even, I even, um, I even, my heart goes out to the mortar man. Cause I'll be watching mm -hmm. those videos and it's like concussion after that vibration, yeah. that adds up over time. Dude, two right next to that that gun. I didn't even know I had a fucking TBI until I went to the hospital for something unrelated. I go there and they're digging through my records and they're like, "Oh, see, so you have a traumatic brain injury." I'm like, "I do." I'm like, yeah, it says here grenade explosion in Mosul, and I'm like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." That I remember that day, and they had me take a mace test, which is to see you know if you have a concussion or not. Long story short, I did, and um, but. Why are you, um, why are you talking? Oh, I got to find yeah, yeah. I got a cousin 
he was a um he was an Olympic bobsledder. He was on the Olympic bobsled team. Yeah. Dealing with uh TBI. I mean um CTE. CTE. Uh, and he um he's he's going through um hyperbolic hyperbaric chamber. And mm. he's that's really been helping him a lot because he heard Joe Namath talk about it. So his thing is he's got a ranch out of Missouri. Yeah. To, you know, get funding so he can get other more chambers. So he can have like football players, uh bobsledders veterans come out there and they can come in for healing so there's people out there that are really you know getting outside the box trying to help you know people heal from this because like even like you said man even even my, like i literally not too long ago i i was trying to find the top to my damn uh my blender and i was like what the fuck and i was like i was like all right i gotta learn to not get frustrated with it now yeah. and just literally stop and like almost stop looking for it you know one of <laughs> the worst it, parts that led me into one of my de- fat, fucked up parts of depression was in my position when I was working. I had to quit my job because of this. Um, where I was working, I would literally be typing something up, you know, as far as like my reports go. And then I would turn to do something else real quick. And when I came back, I was like, what the fuck was I doing? Yeah. You know, it, and that shit leads you to like, it, it, you start questioning your own self, your own mortality in a way. Like, what the fuck? I used to be this person that was fucking like i was on point you know i'm not trying to say that i was like the greatest of all time but i was good at what i did and then this shit it almost makes me feel i'm only 45 years old i shouldn't be fucking having the memory of like an 80 year old you know what i'm saying like struggling you know i used to be good at typing now i'd be henpecking bro man yeah it it, that's real because i i have moments where i'm all like damn am i gonna be able to take care of myself down down the road and it's like you know i try not to think about too much because you think about it you get depressed it brings you back down yep it just is it's like damn am i gonna have to like am i have to have a caretaker you know come take care of me so yeah man yeah yeah we got yeah yeah when do you um what else do you follow on your six phil ah no i don't think so you want him he does a lot of he breaks down a lot of um lot of the va stuff okay let's um, understand like the the good old va math and just information veterans yeah. out there if you guys are trying to you know go, if you're going through your shit getting out here soon i recommend you go find um combat craig on youtube this motherfucking white boy he's an old fucking old head veteran from i think he was in the air force or i can't remember what he was in but this motherfucker breaks shit down on also like um secondary um secondary like you have your primary uh claim and then your secondary claim for that like for example tinnitus can be secondary to fucking uh or migraine secondary to tinnitus you know what i'm saying and he helps you now i'm not saying it's gonna cheat the system it's helping you identify your problems and how to fucking uh cash it in pretty much because these yeah. are benefits that you earned all right you fucking earned now be real about the shit from another veteran now, folks got to stop that too. Like you're not take you earn that shit. Now I will caveat on this. <laughs> there are some motherfuckers out there that know damn fucking well they shouldn't be getting a hundred fucking percent for nothing. All right, I know a soldier, and to this date I still hate this piece of shit. Got eighty percent for PTSD. I don't know how this motherfucker. I deployed with him to Afghanistan. Our deployment in Afghanistan varied from others in Afghanistan. All we did was fucking train to Afghan field artillery. All right. Were there moments that were a little tense? Maybe, but not like to the point where like, I'm going to lose my life. Nothing like that, bro. 
But this motherfucker's talking about he was suicidal. Check out his his way of committed suicide was slicing the upper arm. You know what I'm saying? So he played that system. He caught he got out with 80%, bro. So I'm assuming that he got out with like 50 out of fucking PTSD and yeah. whatever other shit he combined onto that. Those motherfuckers like that are the ones that fuck it up for those that legitly are trying to get compensated because they're fucked up. Because the motherfuckers that are fucked up, we try I throw myself in we look a lot of motherfuckers out there that are fucked up. We tried not to be a statistic. All right. Like for myself, I'll speak for myself personally. I didn't want to be a statistic. When I got out, I said, fuck that. I can still fucking Chuck for I can still do it. You know, I can fucking Charlie Mike. Eight years later, I had to fucking Chuck deuces. And I, now it's a detriment to me and myself because I was making good money where I was at. You know what I'm saying? Do you think I wanted to quit? Fuck no. I was making good ducats. But mentally, I couldn't fucking handle it. Bro, there were times that I was just. I wanted to kick motherfuckers in the kneecap just to watch it go backwards because I couldn't stand it. And anyways, uh, I digress. Um, we need to help out other veterans. And veterans, if you know that you don't, if you're malingering, feigning shit, bro, you're clogging the system for those that really need the fucking help. Yeah. You know, yeah. and those that... I'll go through it. I was just going to say, for those brothers out there that were thinking like me, swallow that pride pill, bro. Swallow that fucking pride pill because your pride is going to end up making you lose your life and then become one of the fucking 22, bro. And yeah. we don't need that shit. All right. We don't need that shit. I definitely want to help. Once once I crack these codes, man, I want to help veterans learn how to make money without going to a job because I can't work in a job. I tried it I, with several ones. Uh, a lot of it was, you know, the anxiety of having to be up in the morning mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and then I tried the whole Uber Lyft thing, you know, just having people behind me. There'd be times passengers would come in with a with a with a pistol, and I'm all like, all that stuff like that. So I want to teach veterans like how to take whatever talents they have, mm -hmm. and then, yo, and that's another thing they need to VA needs to work on too. That's why I'm moving, definitely making this move up to Seattle. Is they they have more entrepreneurship programs. Okay, a lot of these VRE programs are like job, 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 like work a job. And when I tried to do one down here and I was all like, well, I was like, I love, you know, art, music. It was like, they don't really make no money like that. It was like, damn, dog, you don't want to at least, you know, help. Right. It's like, even like my goal is to, I want, I'm, you know, I want, I want my VA money, my disability money be my investment money. I don't want to live off that shit. I just want to, you know, have that investment money. Um, I'm on the fence about applying. I applied for SSDI once, got denied. I'm on the fence on that because I don't want the government all of it my money like right. that. But well, the good thing is though SSDI doesn't um doesn't work with the VA. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm definitely probably going to go ahead and apply again just to get that extra check because yeah, because yeah, you know them bills be adding up and you yes, know living thirty and you know at some point I'll see myself living out of the country so I can make that money stretch. So. Nah, man, it's funny you mentioned that next week when Hunt comes back. We're, I, I would love to have you on here because we're going to be talking about um, he, me and him were having a discussion yesterday about moving abroad because yeah. our dollar goes so much further, let's say in Asia or Central America, South America, outside of the States, you know, and uh, it, it, with what I make out of the VA, I could live very comfortably in a third world country. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And live, have a fucking nice house out in the, out on a beachfront. And just live out there. But I got kids. 
and yeah. I'm not going to put them through that. You know, oh, man. And that's and I'll close out with this: like that's where our energy instead of like fighting each other, and we need to put more energy into. Okay, you got a skill, you know this. All right, where where can veterans go to heal? Yeah, veterans want to move out the country. Where's a vet friendly place? To go, your dollar can stretch. Mm-hmm. You know, what are what are opportunities to make money for veterans and stuff like that? Like we gotta, it's the new like because the mission while you in, and unfortunately, especially with your leader, you take care of soldiers. Mm-hmm. The mission don't stop once you get out. I mean, I know people like individual and stuff like that, but I still like for that purpose, I still feel held accountable to take care. Like, even like I know my fast was to be 40 days. I got a brother who's, you know, he's making it to 30. I'm like, all right, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna leave you behind. I'm gonna keep going with you kind of like a pt test you yeah. know when you do your pt test you finish your run but you know you got a soldier back there struggling you go run back up there and hey, run it back in hey true you got this you got this i'm yes. not going. yeah man so you know it, 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 it's definitely you know dude i love this episode because it's gone all over the place and we've hit on on certain things and i hope i could get you for one more segment if that's cool oh uh, let me see or, uh, i don't know i got you i got time yeah, oh got- you on the east coast time ain't you yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. see, I thought you was in Central. That's why when you hit me up, I was like, damn, this motherfucker, uh, I thought he said 2.30. And, yeah. and I was like, I forgot. I, 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 anyway, anyways, anyways, anyways. But yeah, dude, Um, let's go circle back on something real quick that you had mentioned about your comedy. You know, you find shit that's happening, like, you know, in um in the in the world. So, for example, like, we have this one young lady who I don't, I'm not too much up on it, you know, but I heard about it because I don't watch the news, bro. I don't, I can't. But um, I did hear something about some female who had disappeared for some time. Now, well, <laughs> well, what yeah, happened yeah, we'll, with that? We'll get to that to the next on the next segment because we're running out of time. Oh so. shit, you're right. So on yeah. the next segment, so just so y'all know, we're gonna be discussing um about that lady, and I do want to talk about some shit. You know what? We're running out of time. Let me go ahead and send that link to you here in a second. Oh, it's gonna make me wait ten minutes. I got so you. Bet. I'll send it to you in ten minutes. All right, brother. Bet, bro. I appreciate you, man. All right, Gunline, we are back with the third chapter here of the Under Gunline podcast for July 19th, 2023. So we're going to go ahead and uh, and pick up where we left off, which we're going to talk about the, this young lady who apparently found a toddler on the road. But before that, I did want to uh, read a couple of the comments that I got on, um, on this Instagram. NCOERs in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> What's that now? Motherfuckers is writing whole NCOERs in the comments, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. So let's go ahead and uh, let, for those of you that are watching, you guys uh, see. But uh, for those that are just hearing, uh, there's a little clip on the On the Gun Line podcast Instagram that I did. And so it goes a little something like this. You know, and I'm not judging you, but I'm just saying every everybody else is going to. You know, and I'm not judging you, so, but I'm just saying it's fact. Every everybody else is going to. And I think this plays right into what we were discussing earlier, which is, you know, when you only served two years, did zero deployments and got 100% VA disability. All right. So um, the first one uh, comes from Lucas Cornelius. He says uh, the following judgment means nothing when you got a few bands coming in every month. Are combat vets getting shafted out of their disability? Yes. And that needs to be fixed. But sometimes shit happens in garrison that fuck people up. I'm just glad they're getting complicated for whatever happened to them. And I'm sure, uh, Lucas, you meant compensated. I know motherfucking um, that uh, autocorrect sometimes fucks up. Or you're just huh. a hell of a 13 Bravo and thought that. But um, I'm going to say something. All right. Our combat, our combat 
vets getting shafted out of their disability. Yes, and it needs to be fixed. Yeah, and they're getting shafted because of motherfuckers that, uh, again, only did two years. Nothing happened to their asses, and they're claiming PTSD out of boot camp. You know, and uh, because of that, there's a long-ass line of veterans trying to get or seek the care that they're trying to get. And what happens during that waiting period? It takes forever and a day. I mean, they offer you, hey, you can go ahead and get help at this one location, you know, if you need immediate services. And then what do they do? They lock your ass up or they put you on motherfucking pills. Is that helping? No, that's putting a fucking Band-Aid on a bullet wound. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not helping, bro. You know how I know this? Because when I got my depression episode and I went to the the one uh, the VA clinic closest to me, they offered me emergency assistance, but they were like, yeah, but that's just going to be like, you know, you're going to talk to somebody for that. I could just look in the mirror and talk to my motherfucking self. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because it's not going to do nothing. You know what pisses me off about this shit? Every time I talk to a fucking therapist, they always end up like, have you thought about killing yourself? And what happens? Every time you answer one of the questions, another fucking set of questions comes up and another set of questions comes up. And another. I even told my shrink, that's why 99% of the time I don't say shit to y'all. Because what does that do? It triggers more shit and more shit and more questions. And y'all want to lock me the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, let's go back to this two-year deployment. Uh, it don't matter when, t- when you're getting stacks. It does motherfucking matter, all right? Because there's motherfuckers that actually did shit to get, that earned those stacks, all right? That mm-hmm. earned those stacks. And somebody's paying out of pocket for those stacks that you're getting. So who's fucking up the economy? There's motherfuckers out there that are jipping the motherfucking VA, taking full advantage of it. Anyway, I'm, I'm getting to my fucking, <laughs> in my zone right here. It's, it's all good. Yeah, it was, yeah, when I originally posted that, I was doing I'm because I'm an observationalist. I'll point mm-hmm. out stuff like that. Yep. But I think because people are like, what about the people like that? Um, you know, go through basic and you know, mm-hmm. you one that's like airborne, jump, jacked mm-hmm. up their spine or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. I'm I'm really aware that stuff happens to people. Yep. Like I've I've even made a response post where I'm like, I know that like military accident is the number one killer of soldiers in the military. Mm-hmm. My point point is like we got to take care of the people that actually went through, actually like got injured through these deployments. Like, hey, let's t- shoot. Vietnam vets are still getting screwed over. They still ain't getting properly compensated for mm-hmm. orange. Uh, uh, orange. The that gets looked over is the freaking um the Gulf War vets. Mm-hmm. They they get screwed over. Like they had to deal with um Gulf War disease, whatever that was. Uh, yeah, there. Gulf War syndrome. Yeah, yeah. My brother has that shit bad, bro. Yeah, yeah, and, it's, uh, it's all it, about properly, and even in, even if you're getting just like, who gives a fuck, man? Like, take your money and, and roll. Like, but there are people like there. There's a lot of judgment because of that. Yep, and, and so, um, yeah, go ahead. It, it to me, it's mainly those motherfuckers that go and gloat about that shit. Like, oh, I got that, go, I got that card, I got that card. Cool, man, keep your card. You know, but there's motherfuckers out there that are gonna be salty because you know they kicked in the motherfucking door, got blown up with HME. And they're only getting 80%. Meanwhile, you got fucking uh, uh, little Johnny Appleseed over here who, who got yelled at by his NCO, wanted to go see a chaplain all of a sudden, found out his old lady was cheating on him. Now he wants to fucking, uh, quote, unquote, self-terminate himself. Yeah. And he's getting 100%. That's some bullshit. If you ask me, that's some bullshit. Prioritize this shit. You know, let's see. My boy, Colleen, Colleen said the following. I don't think they should be compensated or as much for a pre-existing condition that is being claimed, especially when med boarding. My personal opinion, you have a lot of younger enlisted and officers getting 100 percent for stupid shit and they know it. 
but play the system. Yep. If you're if you retire after 15 to 20 plus years, you should be damn near close to 100%, especially if you did any combat tours. But the system doesn't work that way, unfortunately. And that right there is a fucking fact. The system, it, it it's, it's fucked up, man, because just with any bureaucracy, when you have a lot of paperwork, motherfuckers quit with the paperwork, man. I mean, just, okay, let's, let's say, for example, filing for Social Security, SSDI. You know how frustrating that can be because all it is is paperwork across paperwork across, and it's Work. set up to almost make you want to quit. You know what I'm saying? Right. And um, so yeah, I just wanted to to read those two comments that came out. Um, I I love these things because yes, I am the type of motherfucker that will call a spade a spade. I will fucking if shit is fake. I, that's why I thought I thought I couldn't do a uh, group therapy, bro. Cause I thought that I would hear motherfuckers talking about shit that they never experienced, and I'd be like, I'll, I'll call them out, like, brother, you lying, like motherfucker, you ain't got a lot of kick it, you know. Man, now, you got, now you got me want to see how many uh, comments I got up, cause bro, <laughs> literally, it literally got me three hundred forty thousand something freaking like views, a hundred thousand like like, I mean comments, and it's like mm-hmm. it's just motherfuckers fighting, and like it's not that serious, folks. Like we gotta, we gotta be able to joke about this shit. Mm-hmm. If you can't joke about it, like, it's like, what the fuck? But as you can see, I get heated on it because, again, to me, it, it detracts from motherfuckers out there that are in actual pain, that yeah. are actually suffering, you know. And I'm not trying. I'm not saying that there's not others out there. For example, motherfuckers that get, you know, uh, raped, or I'm, I'm man, fuck that. I don't do that great bullshit. That's that motherfucker. Yeah, but there's motherfuckers get- out there that get uh, sexually assaulted. All right, yeah. male and female. And I get it. That's military sexual trauma. Gotcha. You know, you 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 earn what you earn. Yeah. But if you're taking advantage of it, you're taking out of your brother's motherfucking pockets. You're taking out of your brother's fucking mouth. You know, and instead of fucking helping one another, you're yeah. And then yeah, if you if you know some stuff, you got your money or whatever that. Go ahead and hey, just like put folks on game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a jacked up system. Um, it is. Yeah, it just just it, it's almost as fucked up as a uh, as lying that you stopped on the freeway to pick up a motherfucking child. Tell me about that story. Oh man, yeah, that whole Carly Russell story. Yeah, uh, oh yeah, old girl in Alabama that like lied about. Well, tried to say she saw a toddler on the side of the road, and like I waited to say something. You know, I was like, let me let me make sure this old girl is uh is alive before uh, <laughs> I get these jokes off. But the dead giveaway, like this whole thing was a hoax, was the whole toddler thing. Because okay. I was like, hold on, because I used to work, uh, one of the jobs I had after I got out was uh, I worked in child protective services as an investigator. And I remember I had a case uh, actually where um, this kid, he was a toddler, he reported, they reported him, you know, he, they found, they saw him on the street. Fortunately, he, was, he got back home and the mm-hmm. parents were like, yeah, he gets out alive. We got to do a better job of like keeping NCUs on him, explorers and stuff like that. But right there, I was like, there's going to be a call. You mean to tell me on a highway with all them people, you were the only one that saw a toddler? And yeah, so I'm all like, okay, so that makes you think like that's bullshit. And then, mm-hmm. but just, just people are behind this whole, and this is, this is direct to the black folks, this whole believe black people, black, you know, the whole believe black woman shit. Like you need to believe people. I'm like, no, I don't believe anybody because everybody lies. Everybody mm-hmm. is an opportunist. And especially working at CPS, you get to see how, how much people are willing to lie. And it's like, there's just an, a lack of accountability. Like, 
Like, yo. What was she looking to get out of this, though? I guess supposedly there are rumors like she was trying to get back at her boyfriend. There's there's these other things and stuff like that. But when it comes out to it, this bitch just didn't do her research before she wanted to tell this lie. Um, be forgetting, like, I, 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 it's like once again, not being situationally aware of like, whole like there are cameras everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I, not gonna lie, there be, you know, because of that Uncle Sam kill switch. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm. If, cause you know, you, you think about killing people. Like it just comes with the territory. Hey, they train, they put it in you. You just gotta learn to kill, turn off. But I'm like, huh, if I'm a serial killer, how would I get away with it? There's a camera here, there's mm-hmm. a camera here. Um, I got my cell phone, they could track me. I got my Apple watch, they could track that. There's, there's just, there's too much of that stuff like that. And I'm all like, no, I just like, and then it's just like, people are like, you don't have all the facts. All this, I'm like, you don't need all the facts to know that this, she lying. Uh, you could tell me two plus two equals five all day, but that shit didn't add up. So it's all like, so it's now it's like now you didn't you didn't got all these other people involved. And it's like now you, you know, got damn parents trying to defend and talk about. They're talking about oh, there's an abductor out there. There's no abductor out there. Nobody's put a CPS call in. Y'all out here trying to look for the abductor, like OJ trying to find a real killer. That's what it comes down to. Like you know what's fucked up though, and here's what I trip out on, Big Chief. Um, there's a uh, what's that word that people be using? disproportionate um okay so motherfuckers be out there saying that white girls be getting looked out for faster on the news than do black folk and then they i remember hearing something like that about this case here but then you've come to find out oh it's all fucking fake so they just set back the whole fucking movement about goes, another 10, 10 years it goes back to even like the disability conversation mm-hmm. you're over there bullshitting taking away resources from like people that actually need help. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like people don't understand what goes into all that. Like when I worked at CPS, all them cases I got, I had like a third, I used to have like a, um, a caseload of like 30. And it's like trying to keep up with that, trying to make response times, trying to trying to do all that work like that. Like that's my only thing, like stop lying. Um, these women are getting on my nerves with the lack of accountability. Mm. Own up to your shit. Just be like, hey, yo, my boyfriend, like this, what did you come out? Hey, my boyfriend, I cheated. I was trying to get back at his ass, yada, yada, yada. Um, the lie went too far. I tried to run off and shit like that. No, people, like, and accountability across the board. Like, that. that's one thing I appreciate about growing with the parents I had and having mm-hmm. um, a dad that was in the Army. And he preached, like, he literally beat accountability into us. Like, yeah. yo, you did it. Um, I respect people that own up to their shit. Like, you did it. You fucked up. All right, this is, you know, I'm gonna try not to do it again. These these are the issues that I'm having. And then I can work with that. But when you start lying and trying to like trying to get out of shit, like that, even what annoyed me about old boy that ran off to North Korea. You yeah. did some shit, own up to it, deal with the fucking consequences. Exactly. You know, you wanted to fuck around and you found out. Now deal with it. You know, and, and here's the thing. That's one thing I agree with a hundred percent is accountability. You know, it, and I would help out. I remember when my soldiers would fuck up. I'll tell them, look, you tell me the truth. I'm going to try my best to keep it at the lowest level possible. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But First. the moment you start lying to me, you know, that's the kind of worms that I can't close now. Because now every you done got everybody involved. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, bro, I, I don't like liars. I don't like thieves. And um, just be yeah, real now, with me. Now, 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 the hand, like that, now when the shit come out, the hammer going to come on. They're going to have to lawyer up. Um, now you're going, now they're going to want the money from mm-hmm. now because of the lie. Like, and this is what I would love people to learn. Like you gain more from telling the, 
Yeah, I've, I've, you know, I'm a, everybody lies, you mm-hmm. know. You of course. That, you learn that owning up and accountability, you don't have to deal with as much bullshit down the line. Now this has snowballed into a big national news thing. Um, now your family going to have to suffer the consequences, financial. She's probably most likely going to have to deal because they're still in the middle of the lie right now. But especially when it comes out, the state, she's going to probably have to do some jail time or something like that. And now you done Fines. made it for anybody else that comes out and lies about this type of shit. Yep. And, and you know, it, it goes, it, and you could take that and put it in all kinds of situations. Like, you know, for example, in the military, thank Jesus, I'm not in the military with females on the gun line because I know that my ass would have been hit with a shitload of sharp and EO complaints because I treat everybody equally shitless. You know what I mean? There's one chief and everybody else is just cannoneers and you do what the fuck I tell you to do. No questions asked. I will explain to you later why or why you're doing it. Why? But I could just see just because I've heard of people that I know personally that have held people accountable feet to the fire and they get burned by them people because they're you know a specific gender you know what i'm saying and i think that's fucked up especially when this person or these people are trying to help out said people and then they turn around because they didn't like how one shit was said or they looked at them sideways all of a sudden it's a complaint and because you know of what happened with this diana guillen bullshit out here in hood now everything is looked at with more scrutiny they're gonna believe her before they believe him you know, and it's fucked up, man. But they put these bras on a fucking pedestal once again. And, you know, they end up, it ends up fucking us in the end. You know, look what yeah. happened with this they, they, motherfucker. They want to play a, a man's game. You know what comes at accountability? I'll never forget, like, I had a, um, when I got, when I caught, I, I, I literally, I pitted E6 on a January, got a DUI that February. And my, fortunately, uh, E7, he was, uh, our top was uh, on leave. Mm-hmm. You know, he knew about it and he was like, hey, yo, um, we can handle this one or two ways. Um, you know, we can kind of, you know, keep this under the radar. Um, you got to stay, oh, yeah, no more shit after this. Or we can tell top. But if we keep this under the radar and it's found out, I'm going to have to fuck you. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'll deal with that option. And for the rest, you know, for the rest, when it came to him, like, mm-hmm. it was, I was straight, you know, fly right. He always had my utmost respect. Yep. I was never going to screw. I was like, hey. Yes, top smoke. What you need? What you need? What you need? Hey, and that's what comes with that. You know, it, it's that trust that you had within your NCO core. You know, and um, it, I think that's gone now. It it's become so corporate within the military or within the army itself. It's so corporate now that it's taken the fun out of being in the fucking military. For example, in the field artillery, it was fucking fun, bro. I saw a video on Instagram. Uh, I can't remember who it's from. I don't know if it was from uh, Tire for Effect or uh, Heavy. Anyway, um. Uh, suppression anyway but they show like these marines out there getting it you know on their fucking uh on that triple seven motherfuckers like hey chief can i write that spade or can i write that trail he's like hell yeah get up on there and they just shooting that and just having fun because one thing if y'all to the tube like if motherfuckers don't know that some of the best shit is like if you get a 10 round mission when ready fire that oh bro it's a competition it's a fucking competition bro and um they're taking that out you know God damn, I miss the army sometimes, but I don't miss it now. You know, another thing that sucks is a lot of men put themselves in these situations too. Like, there's this cuck motherfucker named Adam Twenty Two that I just oh, heard about. <laughs> bro, how? How? I mean, bro, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, there's if my old lady does porn and she specifically just does it with females, 
I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? I get it. No problem. There's no penetration going on with another dude. Handle it. Then this motherfucker turns around and lets this big beast of a good looking. I'm not gay. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, this motherfucker was a big, good looking motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And I I saw some of that video. That pussy wasn't the same afterwards. Yeah, that was. Oh, yeah. But even with that one, it's all like, yo, Adam, if you like what you like, that's cool. Roll with it. But I think mine was like him getting all defensive and trying to explain himself. And yeah, that's when you're like, all right, bro, did you did you really want to do this, or was it something? And I get it because I've seen their you know their concert before where he gets to fuck other chicks with her and oh. stuff. Like yeah, they got a whole podcast, and I'm like, all right, cool. But it's like, did you actually want to do this, or was it something like it was more for with her? And now you mm. just watch along. Now you feel like you gotta. It's like you could tell the difference between like a motherfucker that's confident about that shit, and when yeah. they do it, you're like I like this shit. You know what? Keep it moving. Yeah. I'm not finna. I'm not finna explain shit now. If you want to ask questions, like, oh yeah, I get off on this is my king. This is you know yeah. something joy. But when you try to be all defensive, try to be explaining, I'm like, all right, bro, you you really don't. I just couldn't do it, bro. I mean, you know, yeah, what? let's say let's say I was single. If I was single, I'm all down for a fucking threesome. You know, another yeah. dude in a broad fucking well Eiffel Tower that shit. You know what I'm saying? Cool. Um, uh, but yeah, I had, it's funny. I had I was. <laughs> I remember I was in New Orleans one time. Said, Ooh, that was a wild week, man. But uh, I, I was like, I, this couple I've been talking to, like, they wanted to do, like, an MFM. Mm -hmm. And fucking, I could tell, like, oh, dude, he's filming, he's recording, fucking his girl sucking my dick. And, like, it's, I, it's funny watching the film, because as soon as she, like, comes up to make eye contact with me, mm -hmm. that's when the phone goes down. See? And I'd be <laughs> like, hey, motherfuckers, everybody ain't built for this shit. Hey, but it's like, if you're going to do it, Fucking, you got you got to be confident in this shit. Yeah, I mean, one thing I, I don't understand, man, how motherfuckers will let their old ladies get railed out by somebody else. Again, now if it's something that you're into, I get it, and I, I'm not I'm not one that's gonna I don't I don't um I don't uh discriminate. You know, I, I handle your business if that's what you like doing. That's what you like doing. Me personally, nah, ain't nobody's dick going up in my old lady except mine. You know what I'm saying? That's right. it because I don't want it in the back of my motherfucking head. Like, she like his dick better than mine. You know what I'm saying? That's why I don't even ask, hey, uh, what was your past like? I see a lot of motherfuckers on here trying to find out what they call, I guess, body count nowadays. Body count was a whole lot different when I was, you know, I mean, you know how many man, lives bro, done I, took. Man, I wish I remember my shit. I remember I was talking to my homeboy fucking uh, Nas Louisville. He said, yeah, you remember when we fucking was at the club in Germany and we fucked these two chicks? I was like, we did? Mm. I I mean, I, if I think real hard, but man, I start going through. Like after, after once I got to Germany, man, I lost, I lost count. Yeah, See, Germany. I, 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 I just remember before I deployed to Germany, it was the number was eight. Um, after that, I, I'm not gonna sit here and try to remember because my times as a youth, uh, I was a little player back in the day. Believe it or not, I was a sexy looking motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? I, I was cute. Fucking, anyways, and um. Then I went to Job Corps, and then Job Corps, I was fucking everything that fucking moved, Chief. I did not fat, skinny, tall. You was you was like my roommate, man. My my roommate, man. He would he would be knocking down. See, I was a little bit, I was a little bougie, like I I was a little shallow. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, I was, I yeah. There were times I'm like, all right, yeah, I've you know you done dip down into the pool, but 
bro. I, brother, I, he, my, my battle, he was like, bring some chicks to the to the apartment. I'm like, my, bro, man, I was like too short. I was like too short, baby, on cocktails. You know, two tons of fun, big mama jamma, a country girl from Alabama. I'm hitting it, baby. I am taking it. I, oh, sorry, my daughter just walked in. What are you doing in here, honey? What? I ain't got no string in here, fool. Get out of here. <laughs> we having some grown folk conversation up in here. Get up out of here. All right. Man, then, uh, but yeah, dude, I, I really appreciate you being on this episode with me today, bro. Uh, what am I missing? What have, have, have I have we not hit on some topic that we're going to talk about? Yeah, man, I think we didn't we hit it all, man. Yeah. Give me a favor, man. Plug again what you need to plug all your stuff, your merch, where they can find your merch, your comedy, everything. Yeah, plug that I, up. Um, let me see. I got the show. So if you're in Atlanta, it'll be the headliner podcast. I'll be posting the uh, flyer on uh, July 27th. Um, just basically everything. If you go on for the, if you go to my TikTok, uh, Chief Thirteen Bravo, the link is up there. Forjob.com has got all my art. Uh, really trying to push that. Once again, I'm just annoying with dealing with the VA. I'm like, look, mm-hmm. I got all these damn talents. I need y'all to help. You know, put these in position, stuff like that. But yeah, I gotta go out here and get it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, those are the main things. Um, oh yeah, I got uh, a mental health brand uh, for dudes. Uh, it's called Brothers Need Therapy. Uh, Brothers with a Z, B R O T H A Z, Need Therapy. Um, I'm getting that word out. Really trying to help um, get these brothers like just talking, just talking about their feelings, talking about because like even is I had to end a relationship recently because like she was acting like my feelings didn't fucking matter, and just because I got a penis, I got I go through the same shit or stuff like that. So definitely check that out. Um, like I said, the comedy, the art, the brotherly therapy, those are the main things. Um, like I said, you can go on my website. There's a YouTube channel. Uh, I'm just throwing everything on the wall until something sticks. Hell yeah, brother. I mean, and you got a link tree on the Big Chief 13, Bravo? Um, if you just go on my uh, on, on the, the TikTok, the TikTok. My website and everything's on there. Like, okay. Yeah, I got I got my book, um, Red Leg Stories. I'm a Red Leg Volume 1. Which what do you is, find that at? Um, Same thing? Yeah, you can find on Amazon the actual book. Okay. The audio version is on all streaming platforms. Okay. And that was just me. Um, I actually, because I was trying to write a story, got to be too much. I was like, you know what? Let me talk about the four years from high school to me leading up. And now what I'm doing is um, just start telling my stories on TikTok. And then eventually I know that's going to turn into some another project. Yeah, just um, going through and just you know telling telling these stories, man. That red leg stories. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and uh and, and check it out. Purchase that bad boy because I believe I'm a big supporter of fucking veterans and veteran adventures. You know what I'm saying? Um, with that, I also want to go ahead and plug uh red leg custom woodworks. They hey. hooked me up with this a couple years ago uh, when I first started the podcast. They got a they got a website. Yeah, redlegcustomwoodworks.com. And uh, bro, he um he sent me this bad boy. It's to spec. I'm talking about it fits in the motherfucking shell. Watch this. Oh, I'm definitely going to get one of them motherfuckers. Fits right in, bro. Like, oh, oh. and uh, so he he does one five fives. He did a one five five for my homeboy. Um, and again, he he's a red leg himself. He was um he was a uh, in the National Guard. He was enlisted, and then he went officer. Good dude. His name is Scott, and it's Redleg Custom Woodworks. Uh, RedlegCustomWoodworks.com. I'm trying to find a motherfucking. Uh, what's that shit called? There it is. Uh, this is the website, I guess, or his business card. Uh, right now, yes, literally. That. Yep. 
yeah, prices ain't bad, man. Uh, Not at all, brother. What's for one five five? Oh shit. Yeah. And he customizes it, bro. Like you put on there if you want to put your Unicrest on there, shit like that. I mean, it, it, he does great work. It's a red leg, you know, so you know the quality is going to be there because we always check, recheck, and check one more time, just like on a safety tee, baby. Right. So uh, with that said, man, go on and check out the merch on, 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 uh, what's, the, what's the website? Uh, on your TikTok. What's yeah, the TikTok? ForrestJobe.com. ForrestJobe.com. F O R R E S T. Job, J-O-B, dot com. Go check that shit out. Yeah, if they want to get the merch for Brothers Need Therapy, that's where I need more people to, like, get merch from. They can go on the Instagram, Brothers Need Therapy, and, uh, yeah, every, you'll find everything there. All right. And assistant take care of all this shit, uh, but for right now, it's a one-man show. So I got you, baby. Trust me. This one-man show right here, this podcast going on three years, brother, and um, one day I hope to expand my reach and get a real studio and shit like that, but, um, it, it, you know, it this is fun i like this because it exposes us it gets us out there and we're here to help other motherfuckers out i don't specifically stay on one topic like for example ptsd you know what i'm saying because i, I don't want to back myself into that corner being that there's a lot of other podcasts that hit on that you know what i mean i like being one where we could just chop it up kick back have a conversation like we did you know yeah. we started off fucking talking about that dumbass that crosses north korea <laughs> talked about comedy and how to become a comic talked about motherfucking uh shit i done forgot already oh ptsd and all types of shit you know what i mean it goes all over the place just the way it's supposed to be i love it it's my therapy thank you for being on here with me brother uh big chief 13 bravo make sure y'all go check him out make sure y'all go check out the merch on the on the gun line uh merch store just go to on the gunline.com there's a link to the fucking uh teespring i guess it's called the spring now i got some 155 shirts on there i got some motherfucking uh 105 shirts i got just dumb shit on there it helped all proceeds come to this at 25 bucks a pop because i don't think the only reason they're 25 bucks bro because they upped the prices on me and i didn't even know man oh, okay I, they, i want to look into it's 30 a month but i gotta i started a shopify store and oh before i forget this is something else i'm gearing yeah. uh here in the next few weeks work on i've got um because i teach yoga Word. so i've got artillery yoga um there and it's i'm going to do the whole youtube channel for um, yoga videos, meditations, uh, sound bowl stuff. Just, just trying to help these veterans heal, like in, in different forms. Bro, that's one thing about us as being as a uh, staff sergeants. You know, our biggest. I think that the best contribution that we had was teaching, or the more the more joy that we got was teaching those youngsters, those soldiers, how to be real soldiers, how to be men. You know what I'm saying, and how to be artillery men. So I think that's it, it's in our blood to want to help people and develop right. them. And that's where I see what, that you're doing. You're helping these cats. You're developing them into at least being able to live out in this civilian world because it's not the same. A lot of Vietnam vets didn't have these resources. Gulf War vets didn't have these resources. You know, let's take advantage of them. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I appreciate what you're doing out there, brother. I'll see you over there on the motherfucking TikToks world. What you got, baby? You got man. anything else before we close out? Man, that's it, man. Appreciate you. Nah, always, man. I love it. Hey, what's your Twitch, by the way, for motherfuckers to go and follow y'all yeah. there, too? Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, man, that's another thing I definitely want to get, like, get a better lead. But, hey, the Twitch is Chief13 Bravo. It's the same as my TikTok. Uh, that is my, it's a great stress reliever. I can go in and snipe a few motherfuckers real quick and hop yeah. off into comedy. Yo, my Twitch is uh, chaotic underscore SSG. That's chaotic underscore staff sergeant. 
you know, for those that know, chaotic underscore SSG, I suck balls on it. I really suck. I'm talking about I, I suck. It's even on my shit. Like when I invite people, it says, come see how much I suck. Because I was playing rank play when you hit me up. Or that's why I tell you, let me go ahead and finish this one up. Because um, I play rank play. I don't know why. I fucking suck balls. Invasion. I love huh? Invasion, dog. I haven't I done Invasion here and there. Um, But I mostly go to hardcore, uh, just free for all hardcore or team deathmatch. Yeah. Um, do a few invasions. I that's that's a new thing. I need. I love. Um, I need to hop on DMC. But yeah, it's it's a good stress reliever, man. It is, bro. You go in there and just mark motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Right. They be getting mad at me. Motherfuckers be yelling and shit like, "Oh, you a camper? I'm not a camper. My my job is to win this fucking game." Right. You know what right. I'm saying? So right. I mean, yeah. Do I camp sometimes? I do, but there's other times where I just sit and stop, catch my breath, try to recon. Okay, where's everybody at? Listen to the footsteps. Then I get murdered. Like, oh, you a camper? Like, nah, motherfucker, I just, I try to be a little tactical rather than just running gun. But anyways, we that's going to lead to a whole other topic, man. I appreciate you being here, Big Chief. You have yourself a good one out there. I'll see you on the TikTok land. The rest of y'all, thank you for being here on the gun line. Um, And uh, shit, I don't know what else to say. How do I close this shit? Oh, yeah. With that said, rounds complete. End of mission. In the gun line out. March order, motherfuckers. Deuces.